Today's episode of Unreasonable Down is brought to you by Omeo. Omeo is a travel booking platform that makes planning a journey in Europe and North America effortless. Just enter your travel details and Omeo will magically give you all the train, bus, flight, and ferry options for your journey. It's never been simpler to book your first real vacation for 2021. Best of all, using Omeo saves you time and money. That's a win-win in my book. (laughs) Omeo wants to help you leave your house this summer by offering 5% off your next booking. Just head to omeo.com, O-M-I-O.com, and use the code O-M-I-O-5 at checkout, O-M-I-O, the number five. Valid until July 31st for new users on all modes of transport. It's just the pick-me-up 2021 needs. Omeo, plan, book, and love the journey. Terms and conditions apply. I'm not going to raise my voice. Yes! I'm really good at basketball for a puppet. What just happened? I drank your milkshake. What's up with those shorts? It's either super good or super bad. Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball, starts now. Hello. From the Dire Prime studio in Nitro, West Virginia, this is Unreasonable Doubt. It's a podcast about West Virginia University basketball. I'm Josh Witt. Off-season episode 14. Start spreading the deuce. I'm sp- uh, I don't know. I'm leaving today. Javon and Deuce are part of it. New York. So the NBA draft happened yesterday. Listen, I go on Twitter. And WVU Twitter, there's a lot of hashtag WVU to the ACC. And I get it. Are we going to be reading hashtag WVU to the ACC for years? Is that what Twitter is now? And if so, I mean, I'm fine with that. I just have to mentally prepare myself. Deuce was picked by the New York Knicks early in the second round. Congratulations to Deuce McBride for being one of 60 guys who got their name called at the NBA draft. It's a very small draft. You know, NFL's got like, what, seven rounds? Baseball's got 600 rounds. Two rounds in basketball. Only 60 names called. Deuce was one of them. Congratulations to Deuce McBride. He goes to New York. Tom Thibodeau is their coach. You know what he's into? Defense. You know what Bob Huggins is into? Defense. You know what Deuce is pretty good at? Defense. So it should be a good match for Deuce. You know, this Texas-Oklahoma news. Just University of Texas going to the SEC just when Horns Down was getting off the ground here in West Virginia. 
they move on. Will West Virginia fans still use horns down? Despite, I mean, we're never going to play Texas again. Scheduled. Like, I guess it could happen in like a tournament sitch or a bowl sitch. But whenever Texas leaves, West Virginia, unless somehow they end up in the Southeastern Conference with them, then they're never going to play Texas again. (laughs) And yet I feel like horns down is going to happen out of context. So before the draft started, before we get the news about Deuce, Javon Carter was in part of a Woj bomb. Javon traded. So Javon Carter and the Suns' first-round draft pick traded to the Brooklyn Nets for Landry Shamit. And so this is Javon's third team going into his fourth season in the NBA. And first time in the Eastern Standard Time Zone. So that's exciting, right? And Carter joins, uh, you've heard of these guys, maybe. Kevin Durant, James Harden, Kyrie Irving. Think about this, Javon Carter, this is his third team. But he will be in practice and around in his career. Chris Paul, one of the best point guards ever to play in the NBA. James Harden, one of the best scorers to ever play in the NBA. Kyrie Irving, one of the best ball handlers that's ever played in the NBA. And Kevin Durant, one of the best players to ever play basketball in the NBA. And he's going to be coached by Steve Nash. It's so amazing. When's the last time you thought about the University of South Florida? <laughs> Remember when that was a thing? The bitter the bitter rivalry between West Virginia and the University of South Florida, the Bulls? Oh, gosh. Like, that was a thing. South Florida was a ranked college football team. They had this guy. I only think they, uh, I'm not even going to check, but I'm guessing they have the same coach that they did back then. Some guy named Jim. And I don't think he said words. I've never seen his jaw unclenched. And then basketball wise, I feel like West Virginia did really good against South Florida, poor South Florida in the Big East basketball conference, but they, Here's what I remember about South Florida basketball. A lot of Stan Heath. That was their head coach. And uh, there was a Gilchrist in there. It wasn't Michael Kidd Gilchrist. It was a different Gilchrist. But, like, we remember South Florida. And they were in the same conference we were. And when's the last time you thought about South Florida? In this realignment stuff, I just don't want that for WVU. Do you want that? So we've got two Mountaineers in the NBA. Both are in New York City. One's in Brooklyn, one's in Manhattan. That's crazy that there's only two WVU guys in the NBA. 
Uh, it'd be even crazier if they were on the same team. And that that could have happened. There was projections that Deuce was going to be picked by Phoenix with their one pick. That got thrown out the window with the Carter trade. So we have to end our ties with Phoenix as WVU fans. And now it's like, how do you feel about rooting for the New York Knicks? How do you feel about rooting for the Brooklyn Nets? Not a not as big fan base, the Nets, despite having, uh, you know, three really, really, really good basketball players. Connecticut had a moment in football. Remember UConn? I mean, they were really good uh, Thursday night games. Uh, they got left behind in football. This dude, Randy Etzel. Everybody loved them some Randy Etzel. Now, was it because all of Connecticut's games were on ESPN and ESPN is located in Bristol, Connecticut? I don't want to make that uh, connection, you know? And yet, Randy Etzel, coach of UConn, while he was there, he was 50 and 37. He got a promotion. He, he went to Maryland. He didn't do well in Maryland, all right? And it gave him the opportunity to come back to the University of Connecticut. And uh, in football, Connecticut is in the American Athletic Conference. Not the ACC. It's the AAC. Huh? And same football team, right? Same college that Randy Etzel was successful at. In the American Athletic Conference, Randy Yetzel is 6-30. and 30. <laughs> It's the same coach at the same college. The only thing's changed besides, you know, uh, Randy coming back is that he, they're in a different league, right? 6-30, and 30. same coach. The basketball team, here's here's an indictment of the American Athletic Conference. Connecticut was in it for basketball and said, actually, can we, I mean, you all still are going to have a basketball conference, right? American Athletic Conference. They were like, yeah, yeah, we're going to do that. And then UConn was like, well, can we just go to the Big East, though? And the American Conference said, okay. That's what the American Athletic Conference is, is where a college can say, can I just pick and choose the the sports I want to participate in in your conference? And the conference says, yeah, no, wh- whatever you want to do. You know, we're, we're a good team player. That's what's on the line with West Virginia and wherever the next thing is for WVU in, in the college landscape Javon goes to the Brooklyn Nets they have a lot of free agents at the guard position Spencer Dinwiddie which is a fantastic name it's not as great as Polly Polycap but it does roll off the tongue Spencer Dinwiddie Tyler Johnson they're those guys are unrestricted free agents Mike James and Bruce Brown who made contributions for the Nets this season they are restricted free agents so it's too early to know who carter is competing with for playing time 
in Brooklyn. You know, on paper, it would be, you know, second or third guard coming off the bench. All right. Things are changing, right? Are you telling me it's not possible that West Virginia ends up in the same conference as Hawaii? You can't tell me with certainty that that's not going to happen. Where is Hawaii trying to move out of what? I don't even know what conference Hawaii's in. Are they in the in the whack? I mean, West Virginia is playing against ten teams in the Central Time Zone or nine teams in the Central Time Zone. Let's go Hawaiian time. I don't. I don't know. We play. Uh, we don't play night games. I guess it'd be a night game if you're playing in Hawaii and it's like. 3 p.m. there, you know, that makes it a night game. Can you imagine, like, Monday playing in Morgantown and then Saturday playing in Honolulu? (laughs) Here's what I can picture. I can picture Bob Huggins in a Hawaiian pullover. And I don't know if that's a thing, but Bob Huggins would make that a thing. Every What I'm saying is everything's on the table and nobody knows. That's what kind of it's interesting that the fan bases push on social media to get West Virginia into the ACC. Like if enough fans say it, the the people who are making the decisions are like, you know what? Because they want it, we should uh, we should really consider it. Like I don't I don't think there's any correlation with that. I really don't. Maybe I'm being cynical. The Knicks, compared to the Nets, a little bit easier to root for. Um, But as far as what Deuce is up against, well, Deuce is a second-round draft pick, so that's not – you don't get – I don't think you get three years. I know Javon Carter's first contract was uh, two guaranteed seasons, and then he earned his second contract. Deuce McBride – at the Knicks, they have six guards that are either in uh, unrestricted free agency or restricted. Here's what I feel confident in. And things are moving fast with the NBA, too. Free agency will start this weekend. Summer League will start the following week. And I think we're going to see Javon Carter and Deuce McBride in Las Vegas in the Summer League. Um, Derek Culver's name not called uh, at the NBA draft and as of this recording has not signed as a free agent to any NBA teams or their G League affiliates. And it reminds me of West Virginia's name not being called in the NCAA draft uh, that recently took place. And as of this recording, WVU has not signed as a free agent to any college conference. So I think you're all caught up on the NBA and conference realignment. Random thoughts coming up. Dyer Prime is the lead sponsor of Unreasonable Doubt. Summer's almost here, and you know what that means. Embroidery. I don't know if embroidery has anything to do with summer, but Dyer Prime knows about embroidery and they can help you with your embroidery needs. Embroider a hat, embroider a polo, embroider a t-shirt. 
Think of something that needs embroidered. Dyer Prime can do that for you. Start your summer off with embroidery with Dyer Prime, 304-767-4445, or find them on Facebook or Instagram at Dyer Prime. Random thoughts for this episode of Unreasonable Down. The 2021-2022 WVU basketball roster is now complete, I think, at least as far as scholarship players. Final edition, final scholarship available, James Okongwu signed this week. And interesting story, this guy could have started, like he was in the class of 2023, so like two classes down the road, and but he's ready <laughs> to go to college. <laughs> so he started two years early, Huggins has said, or I, the assumption is because of his youth and, you know, being two, two years early. Uh, that he'll redshirt, uh, but James Okongwu, six foot nine, from the United Kingdom. I checked out his YouTube highlights. Guess what? Six foot nine guy. Lots of dunks. Some blocks. Here's the here's the curveball. James has got a corner three on him, which is very interesting. And so we welcome James into the fold. Can you imagine, like? <laughs> Being a sophomore in high school and like, you want to just start going to college now? Like, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm totally ready to go to college at, at 16. Uh, but James Okongwu is ready. Uh, like the Doogie Hauser of basketball. I don't know if he's that or not. Uh, anytime somebody goes early to college, I only think of Doogie Howser, MD. Now that's showing my age and Doogie Howser. It was a TV show, so it's not even a real person. And it's from that dude that was on How I Met Your Mother for people who are a little bit older. But that show's been off the air for a while. Anyway, I feel like we have 20 guys. <laughs> it's hard to treat, It's hard to keep track of the roster. So many people left. So many people getting added on. There are seven new guys on the roster. Seven. I'll name them for you, just so we, we're all on the same page. Seth Wilson, Kobe Johnson, Jamel King, James Okongwu. These guys are coming from high school to college. Then we have our three fifth-year guys, Malik Curry, Diamond Kerrigan, Polly Polycap. Now, Polly Polycap made some waves on Twitter this week. He said that his middle name is Paul as well. So, and I don't, I would never tell Polly Polycap that he's not telling the truth. But if, uh, so, hey, what's your name? Polly Polycap. Can I see your ID? And you get Polly Polycap's ID and it says Polly Paul Polycap. I love this guy. It's so, it's such a commitment to the name Paul. I mean, he went to the Paul. He vacations in St. Paul. 
He loves the book of Romans. I mean, this guy really loves the name Paul. How do you feel about seven new guys in the mix? That's a lot of, even if you have a good structure in place, that's a lot of, of moving parts. A lot of new guys. So, of course, I go back and I'm trying to figure out how many times has Bob Huggins brought in seven guys in one recruiting class. And he's done it twice. And he did it in 2011 and he did it in 2013. Well, let me just read off the 2011 recruiting class. And these are names that I've, I've reeled off on this podcast before for whatever reason. These are guys you're familiar with. Jabari Hines. Tommy McCune, Aaron Brown, Keaton Miles, Pat Forsythe, Gary Brown, and Dominique Rutledge. And so with that draft class, or draft class, with that recruiting class, you had a mix of bad injury luck, uh, bad fits. I mean, a lot of those guys transferred out after uh, two seasons in Morgantown. And then you had like Gary Brown hung around for four years, really killing it as a professional basketball player now. And Dominique Rutledge was a role player for two years. Uh, so a couple of guys that quote-unquote hit, and then five guys that didn't. Anyways, how that reflected for the 2011-2012 season, the first season after the, he brought in those seven guys, WVU went 19-14 and 14 with a senior-led team of Kevin Jones and Truck Bryan. 2013 recruiting class. Much more, uh, I'll just read it. Devin Williams, star. Elijah Macon, contributor. Brandon Watkins, four-year contributor. Remy Debo, we'll, we'll always have Remy Debo, and, and he has a great name. John Holton, two productive years. Nate Adrian, uh, hometown favorite. And Chase Connor. So you have a lot of guys out of that class that I would argue made major contributions to successful Mountaineer teams in their career. But in the first year after those guys were brought in, the 2013-2014 season, West Virginia went 17 and 16. So it's happened twice. Both teams had eh, had eh records, you know? One went to the NIT, the 2013 team, or 2014 team, and ended their season in a the tiniest gym in Georgetown. And then the Kevin Jones truck Bryant-led team, uh, they got bounced early in the NCAA tournament. But they made the NCAA, but it's not neither one of those teams knock your socks knock your socks off teams in their first year after they brought in seven new guys what you would argue with is the big difference with this year's team with these seven guys is that three of those seven new guys are grown adult men like three of those guys fifth year guys and when you add that to a roster that had four guys that were either fifth-year guys or seniors, you've got seven guys on this team that are in their fourth or fifth year of eligibility. 
And it, you know what it makes me think about when you have seven guys? <laughs> you've got a lot of youth, and then you've got seven guys that can rent a car at Enterprise without any issues. They're like, are you 25? Absolutely. I don't know if these guys are 25 or not, but you get my point. It makes me think of growing up uh, at family functions, we had what was called a kid's table. Did you ever sit at the kid's table growing up? In the Witt household, it was a plastic table and it had uh, Smurfs on it. Again, showing my age, the Smurf table. And I sat at that Smurf table until my knees were touching my ears. Like I was 12 sitting at that Smurf table in my head. But there is definitely an adult table and there was definitely a kid's table. But in my head, the 2021-2022 team, they work like... There's an adult table on the kids' table for this team. So you can picture Polly and Taz at the adult table talking about how gas, you know, how high gas prices are. And then they're listening to James and Seth at the kid table. And Seth is like, hey, I've got a pudding. And James is like, hey, I got Doritos, but I don't want them. And then they're they're trading pudding for Doritos, you know? And then you go back to the adult table, Malik Curry and Gabe. They're talking about politics and they're talking about the Facebook, you know, what they've seen on the Facebook. And then you cut over to the kids table and and Jamel and Kobe, they're cupping their hands on their armpits to see who can make the the fart sound the loudest. Did you do that? I'm going to try right now. Nope. It's gone, dude. Can't do it anymore. Anyways, as a kid, I could do that. It's definitely got a kid table, adult table vibe. What does that mean as far as production and wins for the upcoming season? There's so many moving parts. I have I have no idea what to expect for this upcoming season. I don't think there here's a, here's the bold predictions I'm going to make. I don't think this team is going to win less than 10 games. <laughs> So I think they're going to get the double digits in wins. I have a hard time thinking that they're going to avoid double digits in losses. So that's the parameters. That's what I have. They they could be a really good team that ends the season with 10 losses. This could be a team that gets to 13 wins. I, I don't know. There's just a lot, a lot going on. A lot of names, a lot of new faces. I think it's going to be an exciting season, and we're all going to learn together. Final thoughts coming up. Unreasonable Doubt is on the social media. On Instagram, at UnreasonableDoubtWV. On Twitter, at I'm Josh Witt. On Facebook, Go to that search bar thing and type in Unreasonable Doubt. Do it. Interact with the show. Final thoughts for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. 
The Olympics are happening. Are you watching the Olympics? I'm trying to catch some Olympics. Here's here's my Olympics observations. I've never thought about this before, but I guess with age, you start thinking about this stuff. Total advantage in the Summer Olympics if the sport that you are competing in is indoors. Because it is blazing. It is blazing in Tokyo in late July. Like, the track and field events this evening, or whatever time it is in Japan, they said it was 91 degrees. And I don't like walking to my car in 91 degrees. And these people are running as fast as they can in 91 degrees, which seems dangerous, to be honest. And playing beach volleyball, like the sand's got to be super hot and they're not wearing any shoes. Advantage if you're, if you do judo versus, or playing basketball versus running and jumping over hurdles and stuff. Second of all, NBC, listen, I don't know what time it is in Japan. I know it's like the opposite time of the day. I think that's my understanding. But, and I know you paid a lot for the Olympics and that's not a me problem. That's a you problem. You got to, you got to give me a few minutes of like Olympics. I feel like it's just like commercials. And then you come back and it's like, hey, this dude hasn't swim, hasn't got in the pool yet. Will he get in the pool? We'll find out right after this. And then more commercials. It's just too many commercials, I guess is what I'm saying. So definitely uh, either one of two things. Pay less for the Olympics or space out the commercials better. All right? Or do the commercials where I'm still seeing the guy waiting for the pool. At least I can just, you know... It doesn't feel like you're just hammering me over the head with commercials. And finally, don't ESPN plus me on my Olympics. Again, not a me problem. How much you paid to, you know, videotape and show me the Olympics. But don't pay while my Olympics want to watch the USA basketball team. Yeah, they lost to France, but I wanted to watch that. And I could watch it 12 hours later, but I'm up in the morning when they're playing. I would love to watch it. It's on the Peacock. And I'm not paying the, I'm, you know, I'm not paying, I'm not paying for Olympics, I guess is what I'm saying. It's every four years. I guess this one's uh, in the fifth year. I don't want to pay. I don't want to pay for Olympics. I said it, so change it. That that's it for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt USA. Go USA. That's it for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. Listen on all the platforms, or just pick one: Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, Overcast, Castbox. Hit a follow button. Hit a subscribe button. Wherever there's a button, wherever you're listening to this, that has a word in the box, uh, except for, don't hit the box that says unsubscribe, but hit the subscribe button or hit the follow button. 
That helps you get the podcast. If, if you're interested in that, that helps the podcast. Until next time, I'm Josh Witt. This has been Unreasonable Down WVU for the 2020-2021 season. They were 19-10. and 10.